The Hippie Hour is a holistic wellness podcast brought to you by me, Hannah, a 20-something interested in everything others might consider hippy-dippy. From astrology to crystals, plants to tarot cards, feminine energy to yoga and meditation, I'm here to help both you and I dig deeper into these topics. Because wellness is involved, and I am a current physical therapy student, I will be citing scientific evidence in credible sources a lot and busting alternative medicine pseudoscience. Always consult with your doctor first before deciding to implement any wellness changes. PSA, although essential oils are cool, they are not vaccines. If you are considering incorporating any topics talked about in this podcast into your own life, of course, do your own research as science is always changing and I'm definitely not an expert in these areas, just wholeheartedly interested. So let's learn more about becoming a hippie. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Hippie Hour podcast. This is your host, Hannah. Um, and today I also have a, another Hannah joining us on the podcast to discuss different clean beauty and home products. So this is my friend Hannah. Uh, we are both in PT school together, and that's how we met. And she's introduced me to a ton of information over the last two years of knowing each other about using clean beauty and home products. But today's episode was really awesome because I learned so much more from her. She really put in a lot of work into researching things for you guys to listen to on this topic. Um, But a quick little intro about Hannah. Um, Besides her being a current second year PT student with me, she has a degree in kinesiology from UW-Madison. Similar to me, I have a undergrad degree in exercise science. Um, this is all self-interest based research that she's done. Again, she's very passionate about holistic health and being active. Um, she recently learned how to ski, has gotten into camping and backpacking often with me. (laughs) We've done a lot of really fun trips together over the last year, um, and planning on doing some more soon. So overall, she's just a very awesome outdoorsy person, really loves holistic things similar to me. Um, And I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this podcast today because I think she brings a ton of really good and helpful information to the table and hoping you guys have at least something you can take away from the information we talked about together that you can implement into your own life. So with that, here is my conversation with Hannah. Okay, so I am now sitting down with Hannah. Um, That's a brief snippet about who she is, and I'm very happy to have you here today, and I'm glad you also brought me coffee. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. (laughs) It's funny because, like, obviously I try to record things now like it's a legitimate podcast, and I have, like, 30 people who listen to it regularly, which I think is great because yeah. it's, like, a small podcast. But it's just funny because I'm, like, trying to follow, like, the same structure of actual podcasts we listen to. Like, we were yeah. just talking about those. And um, you being my second guest, it's funny because I'm just, like, hello, Hannah. How's it going? <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, we'll see if that continues. Hopefully that didn't pick up, but there is somebody banging in the hallway right now. So I have 
Hannah and I down in a nice little cozy study room. And usually it's very quiet down here, hence why I chose this space. So we'll see if that is uh, going to get picked up. Hopefully not. <laughs> um, but today we are talking about um, clean beauty and home products. It's something I know you, Hannah, are like very passionate about. You have actually taught me a lot over the last like two years of knowing you, which is actually crazy to think about. That yeah, I've known you for that long. You, yeah. we're old. Gross. But um, yeah, so I guess we can just start off with. Um, your overall journey into learning more about it because you know a ton about this area of expertise. Yeah, so I made my switch um, to like non-toxic and clean beauty products back in the spring of 2019. Um, and at that time, I was just like super like, oh, I'm hitting the gym a lot, very cautious and like focusing on like, I really want to feed my body nutrient-rich foods. Um, so I cared a lot about what was going in my body but then i was just like why am i not caring what's going on in my body mm-hmm. um and i like did a bunch of research and it's like found like there's a lot of nasty stuff in our products that we use yeah. every day um and so that's what really drove me to do that um i also just have pretty sensitive skin so anything that's overly like fragrance or like has a lot of alcohol in it i'll get red i'm just laughing because i'm thinking about when we left for montana <laughs> you were yeah. like someone searched Am I like, am I too puffy? Am I gonna die or something like that? Because <laughs> yeah. like my face is swollen or yeah, from I have, something. Like, swollen lymph nodes along my jawline because I like I went to this cute little spa, Tula Spa in mm-hmm. Minneapolis, great place. Um, and I got this sunscreen from them, this like zinc based one. And unfortunately, I just had there was something in it that I just had a terrible yeah. reaction to. Great place. They accepted it, like returned it, whatever. Yeah. So like I'm, I still go there. But like, yeah, I just had a allergic reaction because I have sensitive <laughs> skin. So yeah, even so, with like a cleaner product, that happens. Right. Me, so. I can uh, I can guess that because that's been your experience that like it's kind of forced you into a like I need to find things that fit me. Yeah, absolutely. Best. Because like even when I like go home to visit my parents, I'll use their laundry detergent. Like I get kind of itchy. This oh, I still use like gain. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then in the spring of 2020, is so a year later, I kind of looked more into cleaning products, um, and I use Branch Basics now, which I'll talk about later more in detail, but um, just switched to a cleaner option rather than just using the very strong home cleaners that most people use every day. Yeah. Um, and I also just, like, really am driven by my own health and the environmental impact um, all of these products have. And so, yeah, that's kind of how I got started in this little realm of health and wellness. That's awesome. I didn't even realize um, that, like, the home cleaning products is also kind of lumped into this category. And I was really glad when I looked at your notes that you had a ton of information on that because I was thinking, like, oh, yeah, it matters what you'd use for your skincare, but, like, home and cleaning just as much affects your skin and your body. And we'll talk about that, too. But... I was like, man, I really got to do some switches. So I'm excited yeah. to hear what things you're going to recommend for that. Absolutely. Um, so I think it's important before we begin any of this discussion is that it's basic science that everything has a chemical composition. Mm-hmm. So when I'm saying chemicals, I'm meaning like the harsh chemicals that have been shown scientifically to cause harm Yeah. Um, and everything is a chemical, but there are man-made chemicals that pose on complex to us in our environment. So yes, everything has a chemical composition, but 
there are some more chemical com compositions mm -hmm. than others. Um, right. So yeah. Uh, now that we got that out of the way, we'll <laughs> go on to what are things that are commonly found in products and what I and most people who are also looking for clean health and beauty look to avoid. Mm -hmm. um, so this is all from the Environmental Working Group, great resource. They have a website as well as an app. Um, the first is phthalates. So these are often found in perfume, things like nail polish, also found in plastic and a lot of personal care and household products. Um, a lot of times they won't like say phthalate on the label, but they'll be hidden under like a fragrance. Like okay. there's always just like fragrance, yeah. natural fragrance listed. That could mean so many things. Um, and this is known to be an endocrine disruptor. And what's important about endocrine disruptors is that means that they disrupt our hormones. And if you don't have any science background, basically hormones are our messengers within our body and they're telling all these different systems, what they're supposed to be doing and how they work. Um, I don't know if you want to add anything to that. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was crazy that, again, I just skimmed your notes because I wanted to kind of hear what you had to say more in person. Yeah. But when I saw just like hormone stuff is really, really nitpicky. Like um, if you have any sort of hormone dysfunction, like if you have to see an endocrinologist, like it's really complex. So absolutely. having something in your like whatever product you're using regularly that throws that off is really scary and i like wonder if a lot of people's insidious or idiopathic issues that they have or have had for a long time are just related to that um obviously there's tons of things that could affect your hormones but the fact that this has shown to disrupt your entire endocrine system is a little scary and yeah it's just wild i think to me to know that there's a lot of things that are legal in the United States that are illegal in the, in like Europe and other countries because of this information. Yeah, so. absolutely. That's one thing I need to dive into more too and see like, yeah, I'm like avoiding these things in the U S but if I go to a different country, like what are they like making illegal? And like, yeah. what are, is that in some of the products I'm using? I should look into that. Yeah, more. exactly. Um, but no, I think that's a great point. And like, I always think because you see like perfume, nail polish, cleaning, like, in a typical, well, not typical, but like in a, no, no, not normal, that's not the word I'm looking for, um, stereotypical household, like sure. the women are doing most of the cleaning, women wear perfume and mm -hmm. nail polish, like obviously anybody can do that, and I hope they do it if they want to, but like <laughs> yeah. traditionally, go right. back in like 50 years and stuff, um, it's like, okay, is that like what's driving infertility in some women? Is that one of them that is like they're exposed to that's all a really good point chemicals, but yeah. Who knows? I never even thought, I, yeah. See, that's a, like, there's so many hormones in your body, yeah. but especially as women, I oh, I feel like this is a whole nother side note that we should do another episode on. But like, I just saw something uh, recently that showed that people who have more IBS related issues um, and GI tract issues have like four times the amount of microplastics in their digestive you system. You should definitely so, cover microbiome. Yeah, that would, that would be really interesting as a side note, but yeah. that just makes me think of like, there's so many things that can infiltrate your body that infertility for sure could be affected by these kind of things that we think is like, oh, it might be just your fault, you're genetically infertile, those type of things. And it's not, it's just related to your environment. And I know Absolutely. people see um, 
tons of different specialists for infertility and I know it's they expensive. yeah spend a lot of money they they I mean my cousin has gone to somebody for like three years and I know it's tremendously expensive and again they know more than us about fertility but I wonder if these are things that are talked about in those discussions if like reducing the amount of chemicals quote unquote in your life can help with that especially if it you know again if it is an endocrine disruptor it's just a little scary to think yeah, about yeah absolutely yeah um moving on from phthalates yeah. so i always think the three p's there's phthalates parabens and phenols okay um so moving on to parabens they are commonly used as preservatives in cosmetics or makeup products um, also endocrine disruptors, mm-hmm. um, and I found this quote from one of the EWG articles, um, and it's from a scientist, she has her PhD, her name's Tasha Stoiber, um, and the quote is, the concern with these chemicals is that scientific studies suggest that parabens can disrupt hormones in the body and harm fertility and reproductive organs, affecting birth outcomes, oops, sorry, affect birth outcomes and increase risk of cancer. They can also cause skin irritation. Moreover, studies have detected parabens in nearly all urine samples taken from adults in the oh my US, gosh. regardless of demographic. So that's showing you like yeah. it's in your urine, it's in your pee. And so like oh. how prevalent they are in the products you're consuming and using every day. Oh my god. Yeah. So I just thought that's that was scary. really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Um, yeah. Yeah. So then the third P is phenols. Um, these are commonly found in household disinfectants. So think things like Lysol. Oh also gosh, mouthwash, yeah. uh, ah! which I never really thought of that <laughs> yeah. as a mouth disinfectant, but that's essentially what it is, which is kind of funny to like. Oh, I gotta go read, read my mouthwash label now. It's just yeah, like me too. Yeah, I don't know how Crest is. I haven't looked at that brand. Um, <laughs> but yeah, according to the EPA, it's, they can be highly toxic. They cause okay. blood and liver effects with long-term exposure um, and irritation with short-term exposure. And in an animal model, the long-term exposure has shown central nervous system, cardiovascular, kidney, liver, and respiratory effects. Wow. Um, however, they are not listed as a carcinogen. Um, Interesting. And kind of going off of that, just to give an explanation about that, um, the American Cancer Society has its list of like known and probable carcinogens, mm-hmm. meaning that they're known to cause cancer or likely cause cancer. Um, most of them being identified as likely to cause cancer. Okay. Um, so yeah, just to clarify that a little bit. Um, and then from the EWG, U.S. manufacturing allows chemicals in cleaning, beauty, and home products that are known carcinogens and that can cause harm. So mm-hmm. they're in the products we use every day. Um, and that's where the concern draws for most people and for people like me. And that's why I've made the switch. Yeah. Um, it's crazy to think too that I'm pretty sure I saw some BuzzFeed article or something about how like you shouldn't eat bacon because it's a carcinogen or something crazy like that. But yet we're not talking about what's more important, which isn't bacon. Like it's the stuff that's being infiltrated in our body from everything we're using. If you don't know about it, like if you're not using specific brands because you understand the complexity of like how these products can affect you which is majority of people like yeah I don't know it's wild I wonder if there's any sort of like public health like what's the word I'm looking for initiative that's going to happen anytime soon regarding these because again like I didn't grow up learning anything about what I'm using what I'm putting on my skin what I'm putting in my mouth what I'm putting in my hair like it's just like use whatever you buy at the store. yeah no most of the 
most of the work done for this initiative is done by like private companies and stuff. Yeah. I don't ever see it being a public health concern. It's um, too bad. Yeah, unfortunately that's like due to like a lot of like more politically and like yeah reasons that way that I don't even want to start talking about. Right. Um, so right. Yeah, I just don't see that ever being an initiative. So like that's why it's great to see like lots of I mean obviously when you talk about social media, lots of influencers and like Instagram things that like mm-hmm. can be a quick resource, but obviously you have to like do your own thinking and yeah, and know it's... what to believe and trust when you see it. But exactly, it can be a good resource for sure. It's hard too because I feel like I actually stray away from people now who I feel like are just you know being paid to sell a product, and like some people legitimately might be like, this is a good product, but I just, like, don't even look at that anymore, because I'm, like, I just can't, I, any sort of ads on people's personal Instagrams, or, like, I'm an influencer for, or I'm an ambassador for, I get, like, super thrown off by, so that's a good point that, like, there may be some people who actually are putting out really good stuff, but that can also be intermixed with people who are putting out really bad stuff, because they're just getting paid for it. Yeah, absolutely, and, like, I know Instagram has made a change where like someone has to like show a right ad in the caption or on the photo that they're posting so at least they made that change because that takes away just the oh is this actually good are they like Mm -hmm. it's like oh they may actually not like it but at least you know that they're giving an ad so they may just be getting paid for it right because of that that's really good to know um yeah so moving on to cleaning products um Think about all the warning labels you see. Like, you pull out your toilet bowl cleaner, and, like, there's just that, like, very scary-looking lips on the back of it. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, there's always, like, very specific directions on them, and, like, yeah. your eyes can burn sometimes oh. when you're, like, cleaning. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. that in itself is, like, oh, Call maybe my body control. doesn't like this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so uh, I need to pull up this thing here because I don't know what my source is. I just have to read <laughs> Um, but yeah, so according to the Breast Cancer Prevention Partners, um, they uh, there's no state or federal mandate for ingredient disclosure in cleaning products, um, and lots of them are linked to breast cancer. So once again, the three Ps, phthalates, phthalate starts with a P, that's why I keep saying the three Ps, it's just a silent P, so just to clarify that. Yes. So phthalates, parabens, and phenols. Um, and I did Google how to pronounce phthalates, so <laughs> it's definitely a silent I don't blame you. Yeah. Puff phthalates. So yeah, anyway, it's linked to breast cancer, um, but there's no federal mandate for ingredient disclosure on cleaning products, um, and that's why many yeah. people are unaware of what's in them. Or how, like, things in general, I remember learning this too with that fragrance thing you were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. like, companies, especially perfume companies, are allowed to literally just list fragrance because it's like well it's, like it's a cop- yeah like it's a copyright thing we don't want our competitors to um know what our ingredients are so they make a similar perfume like it's somehow like fallen through the cracks it's like being allowed like it makes me just think about how like the vitamin and supplement industry is not regulated and how That's if you so just have fragrance listed it's like there could be a million things within that term fragrance that you don't see or you don't know is in your actual product. Absolutely. Um, so there is like an international fragrance list. And so oh. there's over 3,000 items listed that can fall under fragrance. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, so any like natural fragrance. And the same is true for like natural flavors in your food. 
that's yeah, just the catch that's all. True. So like natural fragrance and food or flavors can mean literally anything. Right. Um, so if there is a list that's like, oh, natural fragrance, you pull it up, it could be one of those 3,000 things oh, that are listed gosh. there. So like you don't really know what it is. And yeah. styrene is a common thing that's found in fragrance and it's likely carcinogen. So, and that's according to the um, Virginia Epidemiology um, Department. So. I need a, whatever list that is, I'll throw that in at the end of the episode too. Like any sort of links that you're talking about throughout today's episode. Yeah. Like I also just want to list them and go through them of like, what are the things I need to be cognizant of? Like 3,000 different things. 3,000 different things. That's so. crazy. Natural, natural fragrance means anything. Yeah. Um, a study, a 2010 retrospective study. So this means they looked at history use of cleaning product, basically. Um, and um, people who use, specifically in women, the women who use cleaning products more commonly, they were two times more likely to have been diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. And then, so cleaning products. When you think clean, you think soap, soap bubbles. Um, that's a surfactant. <laughs> Anything that bubbles up okay. like that and lathers like that is a surfactant. Okay. Um, and one dash four, I don't know how you properly say this chemical, um, dioxane is likely a carcinogen according to the EPA. So, mm-hmm. and that's like one of the most common surfactants. So like anything Great. that lathers. <laughs> Wonderful. They commonly use this uh, one four dioxane and that's likely a carcinogen. So Ugh. yeah unfortunately isn't that wild that like yeah. things that you think would help make you like cleaner are actually right. and, like nobody means to harm themselves right. by just washing their hands yeah. yeah or like i mean i don't know i probably have surfactants in my shampoo like i oh i for sure do i have no idea like once once we sat down to like plan this out i was like once hannah tells me everything about all of this stuff, I will figure out what I need to change. Because yeah. again, like, unless you sit down and you do the research and you well, take so time, much information it, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. Absolutely. Um, another thing to be cognizant of with cleaning products is the potential to poison yourself, to chemically burn yourself. Mm-hmm. Those TikTok videos of people like pouring a million different cleaners into the toilet. Oh my gosh, yeah. That is so dangerous. All the pink stuff. Like, have you yeah. seen? They're like, I'm just going to put all pink products in. They I literally have. just mix all of these different cleaners together. Yeah. So, like, at the end of the day, what they say when they're like, oh, this can cause endocrine disruption, but like, as long as you follow the directions or as long as your exposure is low. How many people actually read the directions on their cleaning labels? Like, mm-hmm. how many people actually follow them? Probably very few. And then you have, like, these TikTok trends where mm-hmm. a lot of people, like, jump on that TikTok trend. Yeah. And they're mixing all these products together. That is so dangerous. Oh. Like, I yeah. just can't, like, I hate those videos so much. I didn't even think about how, like, like, I thought it was just wasteful when I saw those. I was like, that's just silly. You're just pouring a bunch of your product into the toilet just for TikTok because yeah, it's all pink. super, super wasteful. Like but said. then I didn't even think about that until now. Yeah. Of like, those are all different chemical compounds that you're mixing. You're basically acting like, like you're in a lab. What are you inhaling? Yeah. And, I know you're not wearing a mask. Oh, that's the other, yeah. That's a whole other side note too of like when you are cleaning with powerful chemicals, like there's a reason why a lot of people who are professional house cleaners or housekeepers use gloves and masks like regularly to clean because they're protecting themselves and it's like any other job that you use chemicals for such as like painting or using like aerosol sprays like it's kind of like an occupational 
rule to protect yourself from those things, but yet in our own homes, we don't. Exactly. Which is crazy. And like I said, if you're following the rules, it really reduces your risk. But how many people are doing that? Yeah. Um, exactly. And so, yeah, just like, and just think as for myself personally, I typically like, I wipe down my counters like after every meal I prepare. And like, I'm just yeah. like a very like clean person in that aspect. So like, how many times would I be exposing myself to these chemicals if I didn't make the switch? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, and I know too, like, for example, my dad grew up, he was born in like the 60s. So he grew up in the 70s and 80s. And his mom was like a Irish Catholic who was like devoted to Saturdays were like an all day cleaning day. And like the whole house was just intense chemicals. And he is like that now still. But I just think about too, like, when you learn a certain way to clean and you think that's the only way there's so many people even just in our parents generation that's like you use bleach for this and you use this for that and like they just think there's only one way to do it and there's actually not and like just that long-term exposure to those really harsh odors and chemicals I wonder how that is affecting people who are now like in their middle age like my dad exactly and like that's where I wonder um, COPD, oh, yeah. chronic obstructive yeah. pulmonary disease is what that stands for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just an umbrella catch-all for like respiratory disorder. Yeah. And so like, I wonder like, obviously a lot of it's linked to like uh, farming chemicals and like mm-hmm. stuff like that. But like, what about household products and like the products that are used in factories and stuff? Like definitely has to do, I'm sure, with a lot of exposure to that. And that's why, like, our grandparents had it and stuff like that. Yeah, and it sucks, too, because you think about it, and these are products that are made by multi-million or million-dollar companies that I'm sure have an extensive legal team that protects them from any sort of lawsuits regarding people's health and saying, like, oh, well, it's not related to our product. You live an unhealthy life. Like, what about this? What about that? Like, it's not our fault. And, and, and it is hard because health in general, it's any sort of disease. It is really difficult a lot of times to point to one thing as the reason. Like, even things that are genetically de- predisposed, like, it is genetic related, but also, like, the manifestation of it could be related to what you're doing in your life as, like, a lifestyle factor. Absolutely. You know, so it's just wild to me that there's these things that are basically kind of being swept under the rug because companies have a lot of money. Yeah. Which sucks. <laughs> and I and I know you're very passionate about that too. Yeah. <laughs> and again, like I will have Hannah on in the future because we're both just very similar and have similar interests in this category and like taking down the patriarchy <laughs> and just like dumb companies. So Absolutely. that that's a whole other podcast episode that we could talk about in the future, which is exciting. Absolutely. Um, can't wait to be on again. <laughs> um, so yeah, cleaner products that I use. So I use Branch Basics. This is a plant-based cleaner. Um, their website's super helpful. They literally have a how it works page to go to. Nice. Um, and essentially what you do is like you literally just have water and a concentrate. And based off of what type of concentrate or mm-hmm. what type of cleaner you're trying to make, use different levels of concentrate. So your everyday all-purpose cleaner is going to have less concentrate than your bathroom cleaner because obviously you want a little bit of a deeper clean. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the site now. Yeah. And, and so really cool. it's 
I'm literally looking at those living ingredients on the website. So they have like decoglucoside, which is a plant-based cleanser used in skincare and baby products. They use organic chamomile, um, a coconut glucoside. So obviously something that's derived from coconut. Mm -hmm. um, sodium bicarbonate, which is baking soda. Um, sodium phytate, and that they said that's a natural binder that prevents minerals from interfering with the formula. Mm -hmm. So anything that's in your water. Um, but yeah, and then there's also sodium citrate in it, which is a biodegradable salt that acts as a water softener. So just like natural plants or plant derivatives used to make this concentrate, and I love it. I will say that the one thing I don't use from them is laundry detergent. So okay. You can do hand soap, um, all-purpose cleaner, bathroom cleaner, and like a street-free like window cleaner, um, and also detergent. I have used the detergent in the past as someone who like works out frequently. I just didn't yeah, that's know. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. yeah. And I, I do know now that you can just use vinegar to help with like getting sweat oh, right. or like in your towels mm -hmm. to get the smell out. Um, if they like if your towels smell musty or if like you just feel like your sweaty clothes aren't getting very clean. Um, <laughs> My so sweaty I clothes should are try terrible. that. Yeah, yeah. I should try that and try this cleaner again. Mm -hmm. um, but anyways, and everything else I love. That's good. I will add this to my list of like, I need to buy because yeah. it, I mean, it looks like a good brand too, with all the things that are positive about it listed and like human safe, not tested on animals, like things that I always forget about when I'm shopping for these kind of products. But my follow-up question to that is like, I think the biggest thing people choose their cleaning products for too, is the scent. Like, yeah. is that, that's like a big motivator for why people will buy things. So when you've been using these products, how do you think they compared to like the generic brand things that you've seen other people use or that you've even used in the past? So that's the fun part. They are unscented. Um, oh, okay. And so I just add essential oils to them to scent them. Oh, that's such a good so idea. So you can just like personalize it. Like yeah. I have this one essential oil that I love and use for like my hand soap. Mm -hmm. And then like I love like lemony citrusy cleaners for like all purpose stuff. So like I'll add some lemon or like grapefruit or something to my all purpose cleaner. Yeah, but I mean, and now that you actually say that, I feel like that's actually really good, especially if you're listening and you're someone who has kids. Like, that's something, too, of working in the daycare recently I've learned is that, like, there are some kids who are just super hypersensitive to fragrances mm -hmm. and scents and, like, having the option to make things really bland and, like, customizing it with your own, like, preferred scents or not having any sense at all is, is a really nice way to spend your money, I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so moving on from cleaning products to home products, um, one big thing that I've made the switch to is glass, Tupperware, dishes, cups, everything. Um, this is from all this information I'm about to share with you is from the Environmental Protection Agency. Mm -hmm. um, so plastics um, have BPA in them. And PFAs, I can't remember what PFAs or BPA stands for, but I'm sure you always see like water bottles, stickers like BPA. Yes. Um, also <laughs> so you know it's important. Yeah. yeah. Endocrine disruptors, um, I'm pretty sure BPA is listed as a known carcinogen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those are in plastics often. And the chemicals are found everywhere, unfortunately, from our manufacturing processes. So, in our water and our soil. So, that means it gets into our food, which means it's yeah. going to get into our blood and our bodies. And it's just literally everywhere. Yep. And it shows really harmful health effects. Um, and one really important thing to know, which I've taught here recently, <laughs> is that when you're heating in plastic, it can make these chemicals leach out. And so, um, 
my whole thing with glass Tupperware and stuff is that I can have my leftovers in one dish and just heat it up. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I recently taught Hannah to, like, not warm her food <laughs> up in her plastic Tupperware container. And yeah. I really think it's important to, like, realize that making these changes can be expensive. Mm -hmm. um, so what you can do is gradually accumulate glass products and try to avoid reheating in your plastic. So like if you have plastic containers, be like, oh, I'm gonna take a salad lunch, let me put that into my plastic container. Right. Whereas like, oh, well, I'm gonna like reheat the soup or this chicken or whatever, mm -hmm. put it in your glass one. So that way you can just pop it in the microwave or just like have a plate or something that you can like transfer it to. Yeah. Um, you don't have to replace everything. That's not, that's not financially yeah. good or environmentally I, good. <laughs> I wrote in the, the side here, me being an idiot and heating up my soup um, when I was going through this because Anna was like, what are you doing? Like, put, like, that put that in a, a bowl. Yeah, put it in a bowl. But actually, ever since that happened, I've been like hyper cognizant of like if I have something stored in a plastic container, like it's literally so easy to just take a bowl you already have put it in the bowl yeah. and then put it in the microwave. Um, it's really not hard at all. So like if you have to take that extra step of like bringing actual um, plates or bowls with you, like in your lunch bag as your like vessel to heat your food up, like it's really not that difficult or you can make the investment in glass containers. Yeah, so I love my glass containers. Yeah. It's, it's really something that's up to you, but it's possible to do something about it without it costing money. Yeah, and the nice thing about like glass is that a lot of them like are oven safe too. So like you don't have to just use it as storage. You can actually use it to like bake in and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so that's really nice. So you can get multiple um, uses out of obviously you can reuse your tupperware, but like <laughs> it's multi-use, but like it has multi-function, I guess is a better word. Yeah. Um so yeah, I don't think you have to replace everything. Stainless steel is also an option for food containers. Obviously, you can't throw that in the microwave, though, so, like, no. just be like, I, like, I thought about buying stainless yeah. steel, and I was just like, you know what, I think I'd rather just have something that, and I'm not sure if you could put it in the oven either, probably, yeah, yeah I, I didn't even realize stainless steel is an option. I know there's, yeah. like, a lot of camping products that are made out of, um, like, more durable products, yeah. like steel, um, but, yeah, that, that makes sense. But, yeah, obviously, you can't pop that in the microwave, so, but, like, <laughs> if you, like, want it for, like, cold stuff and, yeah, or something you're a good point. gonna reheat in a different way also a good mm -hmm. option um ceramic cups this is super fun um i'm obsessed with this because i just bought three really yes. cute mugs they're so wait plug her right like um, what's your name oh i don't remember i'll have to find it <laughs> we'll, we'll put, put it in, in the, the show notes or yeah something. i'll put it in the acknowledgements at the end but yeah those are so cute yeah. and they're handmade which yeah. is awesome and so like that's a really fun way to one just like avoid plastics um and you can just support like cool local services and you can just mm -hmm. like love drinking out of your mug every day yeah um when it comes to pans pots and pans um i have hard anodized aluminum pans mm -hmm. um and so basically your non-stick pan is typically teflon okay um that's and this, pretty much all i have <laughs> yeah and so like this is made using Per perfluoro-octanae, I can't say that. <laughs> per wow, that's a hard word. Yeah, PFOA. Yes. <laughs> and so regardless, PFOA is what it is, uh, the abbreviation for it. Mm -hmm. And so there's not large amounts in the final products, but mm -hmm. 
Teflon can chip really easily. And so like when it's chipping, not everyone may replace them. And so like yeah. that can get into your food and obviously that makes that sense. Way. Yeah. Um, PFOAs are found in drinking water, foods, and stain resistant treated oh. fabrics. So think like carpets, which is kind of weird yeah. to like know you're also like cooking your food and like potentially consuming it if it's chipping off. Yeah. Um, in some animal studies, they found an increased risk of tumors in the liver, testicles, mammary <laughs> glands, and in humans, there's increased testicular kidney thyroid or oh, thyroid cancer. Mm -hmm. um, and that's more so in people living near working in PFOA-related chemicals. But once again, you have to think about the cumulative effects of using it over your lifetime. Obviously, sure. someone who's increased a larger concentration of PFOA is yeah. have higher um, consequences from that. Right. With them, but just think about accumulation and just everyday use of these things. I think it's important to note that if this is something found in like treating fabrics, like would you want that in your food? Yeah. Like, would you want to be cooking with something that's also used in treating stains? Yeah, like, that's exactly. a really good way to explain it to people. Of like, this is a pretty harsh chemical. I don't. I wouldn't want it in my in my water, in my food that I'm cooking, yeah. especially if you're serving it to kids who yeah. are developing, like it kind of makes me understand people who are a little nutty about chemicals. Like there's always somebody, you know, who's just like very like, yeah. yes. And you're like, oh, that's silly. But then it makes sense when you do the actual research on it and you're like, oh, this is not good. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, once again, though, obviously kitchen and household products can be really expensive. So Teflon plants, Pans, <laughs> non-stick pans are the cheapest option for people. And if that's what you can afford and that's what you want to continue to use, that's fine. But maybe just think about using like silicone and like gentle tools that aren't going to scrape mm -hmm. and scratch that Teflon coating off because then it's not going to be chipping off into your food. Sure. Or you can, well, replace. Oh, um, also making sure that you replace if it does start chipping so it's not getting into your food. Mm -hmm. um, or you can just choose to go with a more expensive but higher quality pan that's not going to uh, risk that exposure to the PFOAs. Yeah, I think that as I have gotten into this stage of my life being 24, I've started to realize like, I wish people would tell you earlier in life, it's better to buy the more expensive quality. quality yeah, because then it lasts just so much longer. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's clothes, it's things you use in your house, it's things you use on your face. Like, because for example, we'll get into this in the next part, but like when you have higher quality things that you use in your hair, on your face, on your skin, you don't have to use very much of it at all. Whereas exactly. like the generic stuff I use, I have to like squirt a whole handful yeah. onto my onto my hand to feel like I'm actually cleaning my hair. So like that's, I think, a huge thing people should take away from this too, of if you just invest in the quality items and the quality products, it like lasts so much longer and it gives you a better like run for your money overall. And I know you're a huge like advocate for that because a lot of things you have too, I've learned like are super high quality and you've done your research on them. So I think like, I don't know. I just wish I could go back in time and be like, don't buy the stupid oh gosh, cheap shit. Same. Like it's Absolutely. really, it's really not that bad to spend a little extra money on the like quality. Because the thing is you're going to end up spending the same amount of money, if not more, when you have to replace it mm -hmm. because it's cheap and it didn't last. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm always like willing to spend a little, I have like two main financial things, spend a little bit more for quality things that are going to last longer. And it's always worth paying more for having no layovers on flights. Like, I'm very <laughs> passionate. 
I will pay like a hundred dollars more if I can just get oh, straight love that. <laughs> Skip the layover and yeah. buy quality. Love it's that from so Hannah Salsa. <laughs> right about my epic. <laughs> um, but yeah, so once again, just like in general with these home products, also to do it in a more economically feasible way for people, Goodwill and like any thrift store, you can go and just get literally entire sets yeah. of like plates and bowls and stuff like that. And like, they're very nice and they're glass and like, mm-hmm. it's so feasible, like it's super cheap, like maybe like 30 cents a plate or something like that. I yeah. I've seen a couple of times. And so always a good option Like you don't have to buy new either. And they have, they'll have like random glass jars and stuff like mm-hmm. that as well. So always a good option to thrift things. Um, uh, before I move on to one last item, just hopping back to pots and pans, ceramic is also a good option right. for pans. Um, they're a little bit more high maintenance, though, from my understanding of them, because when I was researching which pans I was going to buy, I was like, meh, I'm going to go with the other ones. Yeah, so. and ceramic would be stuff like the Dutch oven, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, Dutch ovens often have a ceramic coating, um, but you can get entire pots and pan sets. But I think they're just, like, a little harder to maintain, essentially, yeah, and I don't you... think you can cook it as high as Yeah, like, you can't broil them. I saw, yeah. like, a horrible video of, like, this is why you don't broil ceramics, and it yeah. was somebody's entire, like, lasagna broken in the oven because it just, like, can't withstand yeah. that high heat. Yeah, so you just have to be a little cautious of that. But, yeah, Dutch oven, I love my Dutch oven. I use it all the time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, everyday use, I like the hard anodized aluminum. Awesome. Um, and then one last home cleaning product that is really awesome are the wool dryer balls. Um, wool dryer balls help to space your clothes out while they're tumbling through the dryer, mm-hmm. and that results in faster dry time. Um, they also like have the same effect as a dryer sheet to reduce the static. And obviously, dryer sheets are plastic. We don't want that. I didn't even know that either when I was looking at it. I was like, I'm excited to see what she's going to say about these wool dryer balls because I know you guys have them because Murphy yeah. always plays yeah, with them when he's over there. Stories, yeah. um, but I was like, I honestly thought they were just something that my mom randomly uses and I don't know why yeah. she uses them. No, so they're definitely like way more um, environmentally friendly because they're not using the single use plastic yeah. dryer sheets. Um, and yeah, it just reduces your drying time because it keeps your clothes spaced out. So they're getting heated instead of getting into a wet clump that happens a lot of times in the dryer. Um, and it's great because also you can just literally, I just take my essential oils and like dab it on the balls to add scent to it. Um, so once again, you're avoiding the plastic and the chemicals that you're going to find in a dryer sheet. Yeah, I feel like an idiot now that I'm reflecting on this because I, anytime I put stuff in the dryer, which I have gotten better at ear drying, I will say that's also yeah. another way you can. Also way more gentle than clothes. Yes, yeah. it, it, like if there's also one switch you want to do, it's like trying to air dry your clothes more frequently, especially the like higher quality clothes mm-hmm. that you have. But anytime I do dry my clothes, I put like five dryer sheets in the dryer. Yeah. And there's a reason why they come in like 100, 200 packs of like dryer sheets because in general you have to use a lot so that's a really good thing that i'll probably add to again my long list of how to switch over into like more sustainable products i think i so there was this one box like a subscription box i forget what it was called that was supposed to like send you like environmental fixes basically however i didn't like their shipping because they're like environmental yet they like use the excessive packaging 
So I got one, and I was like, you know what? Until you figure this out, I don't think I'm gonna support this company. That's a good but point. But yeah. Blair Basics sell sold them at the time I bought them. I don't know if they're still selling them. So I have four from them, and then in that one subscription I got, I got two or three from them. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I love them. I've been using them for like two years now. Yeah. Um, and that's a great thing is like they're gonna last for a very long time. Like they are literally just little pack yeah. balls. Yeah. And I, I'm sure, like, depending on where you get them from, too, like, the wool is probably, like, ethically sourced and yeah. supports people who, like, are trying to sell wool, whether it's, like, a local yeah. sheep farm or, you know, whatever it may be. I'm sure, like, yak wool could be thrown in there. I have no idea. But yeah, that, absolutely. to me, sounds like a better switch to do than just continuing to buy, like, the $1 box of yeah. of dryer sheets. sheets. I always call them lint sheets. I don't know why, but yeah, very good point. Um, yeah, so that's all I have on home products for now. Um, moving on to health and beauty products. So these also just like are riddled with the three P's. Mm -hmm. um, and so one big change and one simple change that I think everyone should make for like one of their first changes is their deodorant. So aluminum. So it's important to know that deodorants are used to control order, order oh my gosh, odor. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to podcasting. This is literally how I sound. I'm sure you've heard. It. Yes. I'm like, Ugh. And then antiperspirants are to prevent sweating. So there's okay. two different things, two different categories. Most commonly, it's the antiperspirants that have aluminum in mm -hmm. them, and deodorants are just used to control the odor. odor. Oh my god, I can't say odor. Odor. <laughs> to control the smell. And yes. Because it's deodorizing. Yes, like, yeah. that's the point of it. Exactly. And so it's usually the antiperspirants that have aluminum, so A and A. Um, and basically, it can affect kidney function because it, so think about where your armpits are. There's lymph nodes right there. Mm -hmm. um, so essentially, like, you're applying aluminum to your lymph nodes every day if yeah. you are using an antiperspirant. Um, and if you have impaired kidney function at all that can really affect you and like accumulate in your body definitely for the most part it's pretty mixed research on like does aluminum actually increase risk of breast cancer um mm -hmm. we don't really know there's some research that really supports it and some that's like no we don't really know not so much um but just know that it can accumulate in your body especially if your kidneys not function properly and like as we know you're using all these endocrine disruptors potentially is accumulating right. your body even if you're unaware of it so it's better um, to be on the safe side than yeah because you your kidneys are yeah. what removes it from your body so yeah just important to know but yeah it can accumulate in the tissues and like i said it's applying it's getting applied <laughs> directly to your lymph nodes i still remember when you told me that i think i was still we were still getting to know each other yeah, obviously absolutely. right after our summer anatomy class in pt school and we went camping and i think it was when you were doing your little morning guasha <laughs> and you were just talking about this whole area and I was like shit I don't know anything about this because you're like one thing I will never get off my soapbox about is like stop applying aluminum directly to your lymph nodes yeah. and I, I always think about that because I have the native deodorant now and I like always just think about if there's one thing I can avoid doing it's like putting something directly into that area of my body yeah that has potential risks like Again, it's just better to be on the safe side. And, like, usually these products, too, are just, again, higher quality. You don't, you know, have to use so much of it, I feel like. Absolutely. Um, but I know you did tell me, too, when I was asking about this the first time, of, like, how there's a 
like a detox phase or something with deodorants that are like more natural products and so i don't have like any like scientific studies to support that right just quote detox yeah but like if you there's one i have some like resources that i want to share with you at the end but one person that i follow on instagram her name is kate scary she's awesome she lives up in duluth minnesota cool, cool. Um, she's a registered nurse and i think she just got her nurse practitioner but she's super holistic really cool mm-hmm. um her blog is the foundation blog she's super helpful super super down to earth super oh my gosh super <laughs> i'm talking too long clearly um just super um holistic and really realistic about how to make these switches and that's like how I came across the brand Primarily Pure, which is one of my favorites that I use. Mm-hmm. But she was a lot of talks about the armpit detox. And like if you follow any kind of holistic blogger that covers the switch to natural deodorant, um, you'll you'll read a lot about like, yeah, like you feel like you're kind of like smellier and sweatier for like the two weeks, but then it should like normalize and your body will get used to the right. different product. And I feel like that's um, a very important thing to note though, that like the fact that your body has to go through that yeah. kind of says a lot and like how you can naturally balance out with it. Of, like that's how I am now of like, I just know my body a little bit more and I can yeah. sense like, oh, I need to put on deodorant now. Whereas like before it was just like a mindless, I put the same thing on yeah. every single day. And I mean, it's no different than like when you switch a face skincare routine yeah. you usually go through like a breakout phase before your skin yeah. adjusts that new cleanser or whatever you're changing mm-hmm. so definitely normal um another different so for deodorant i use either primarily pure or native native you can grab a target which is great and accessible to everyone primarily pure is a california-based brand love um, them they're great i'm obsessed with them yeah. i love them so much it's also great like there's obviously lots of soap makers and like serum yeah. makers that you can find locally um i haven't like found any consistently i've seen them at like random like fairs and stuff but like mm-hmm. it's no better because i'd have to ship it regardless so yeah. unfortunately i haven't found like a local person i can buy from but for now i really do like primarily beer mm-hmm. um for body wash i use the native body wash also sold at target um that one's great that really nice sense um and it's, it's clear which i feel like is very rare for yeah. body wash it is yeah. a clear body wash because they don't use any dyes yep it's it's great it's phenomenal it smells great too um, and then for makeup, I use Tarte and Ilia. Okay. And so, um, yeah, those have just shown to one be like cruelty free and stuff mm-hmm. and just cleaner on like ratings, which I'll kind of talk about different tools you can use to figure out. What's yeah. Like excited to share that. Yeah. Closer to the end of this. Um, but yeah, just to go through a little bit of my skincare routine, I guess, um, in the morning, I usually use the primarily pure facial toner. Um, I have Mad Hippie Vitamin C Serum. I, like, started my anti-aging. I was like, okay, I'm old. I'm 24 now. So, and uh, Mad Hippie is a pretty common brand, too. I've seen that a lot. Yeah. It's, like, a like a common Target drugstore brand as yeah. well. Right? Yeah. Or if you, I get it at Ulta. Um, I'm sure Sephora probably has it at Target. Fresh Time, it. I know, yeah. has Mad Hippie. Yeah. yeah. yeah so. um, some of the products score really well. Some of them, not so much. So just be, like, that's for everything, obviously. Every mm-hmm. brand's going to have, like, really good products and some maybe not as good. Um, but, yeah, I put on the vitamin C serum. And then I do a soothing serum from Primarily Pure and do my gua sha. I um, just got yeah. my gua sha Did from you? Primarily Pure, like, yesterday. Amazing. In the mail. And so I was excited to share that with you because... I saw it for the first time when you were using it camping, yeah. and I, I didn't get it for Christmas like I had asked, which is fine. So I invested it in, you know, on my own, and I love it. it it's like a cute little tool, and yeah. And if I 
had to recommend anyone ordering one. Like, don't order the cheap ones off Amazon. Not that they probably work any different. It's just better to invest your money in one that's like do your best made not possible. support Jeff Bezos. Yeah, <laughs> it's my other financial piece. Yes, of advice. and like again, those are cheaper products, and if you can get one that's local sourced and you're supporting a local company, do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I know Hannah has an episode on Quasha, so if you want like. A more in-depth explanation of it please go listen to it um but just to review what she talked about it's traditional chinese medicine and it's supposed to promote your um, lymphatic drainage calming the nervous system also relieves muscle tension and increases blood flow and therefore it's bringing nutrients to your skin mm-hmm. um and so that's kind of how it has like it's anti-aging effects as well yeah there's also like the rolling Little, yeah, the little jade rollers. Yeah, I have one of those. Rollers and stuff. Yeah. Also an option. Same idea behind it. Um, and essentially with that too, you're just taking the serum and like placing it different yeah. places on your face and using the tool to kind of spread it around. Yep. So you're spreading it around the serum and you're also kind of like working that serum actually into your okay. skin with it, um, which is oh, <laughs> the best way to start the morning, honestly. Um, also in the morning, I like to dry brush. And so this has the same idea of gua sha. It's literally just like kind of a coarse brush. Um, Mm -hmm. Mine is once again from Primal Pure. Like I said, I'm obsessed with them. But you just do like, so I always start at my legs and you just do like short strokes Mm -hmm. um, and just go all the way up your leg, like literally up your entire body. You just stimulate it because also increases your circulation, moves that lymph system around. Um, It also works to exfoliate your skin because it is a coarse brush, brush, which is nice. and I always follow up with lotion after I do that. Um, since we've been talking a lot about lymph and lymph nodes, our lymphatic system, it is our, um, oh my gosh, I'm not blanking on Immune system. <laughs> immune system, yeah. yeah so, so it's directly related to your immunity and like the lymph nodes. I think I talked about this in the, in the Gua Sha episode too of like, it's really important to maintain your lymphatic system. And I think people just don't understand it. And yeah. they, they don't understand how you can benefit it by doing these kind of things. Absolutely. And so, yeah, it, like you said, it's linked to your immunity. Um, and so just keeping it moving and keeping it healthy and not introducing all these chemicals to it is phenomenal for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason I do that in the morning is because your skeletal muscle movement is what because it doesn't have like anything pumping the lymph around it's literally your muscles contracting that moves right. throughout your body that's so what exercise is good yeah exercise is great for that and just like walking and moving throughout the day but you're sleeping there for like six to eight hours every night yeah. you're literally just like you're not moving mm-hmm. and so that's why i like to do it in the morning because it just like gets my systems going you know yeah um so yeah and then at night i use micellar water to remove my makeup um i've always wondered about that i know when we I went need to plug into that i don't know if it's actually a good product or not but it is what i use right yeah now. but do you feel like i mean when we were in utah you got like a huge thing of that mm-hmm. when we stopped to get like stuff we needed to use um and i really liked it because it felt really light and it's clear yeah. so like using that over like Again, like uh, unsustainable makeup wipes that you just discard after one use, single use, that's what I was thinking of. Like, do you think that that is in and of itself something that actually gets all of your makeup off and all the dirt and oil off your skin? No, I have found that like I'll use it and like it could just be that like I'm not using enough of it or like just like not doing a good enough job of taking the makeup off because I just use like a little like microfiber towel, wet it with it and then like rub it around my face. Mm-hmm. Um, cause then when I follow up with my oil cleanser that I use, oh, I sure. can definitely still like get makeup on my yeah. washcloth. 
Um, but yeah, so I use the micellar water to take that off, my makeup off, and then I follow up with a goat, or not a goat <laughs> A goat, I follow up with a goat. <laughs> An oil cleanser, and then a goat smell bar, both from Primary Therapy. Put on my Mad Hippie Vitamin A serum, which is like retinol, which is like mm-hmm. anti-aging stuff. And then I follow up with moisturizer and eye cream. I like um, that. That's very simple and very yeah. like feasible because it's only it's like what, ten five to fifteen things? minutes. Yeah, at morning and at night, and like it's just a nice relaxing start and end to my days. Yeah, it's like a long time, whatever. Um, but yeah, I just it's simple. There's only a few things. Obviously, do what you want with this information. Adopt <laughs> what you want to use. But it's just like a little. Hey, these are the products I use. This is how I do it. Yeah, you want to try it. This is why you do it. So, and I think that's a good thing to note too that if you want to create a more like wind down related routine before bed, that like just taking care of your skin and taking five, ten minutes to take care, like take care of yourself in some way, it's nice and relaxing, like you said, and you can put on some nice quiet music and just do your routine, and it can become kind of like mindless in a good way like your just brain's starting to shut yeah. off which is nice absolutely and like as a full-time grad student with multiple jobs I, I feel like you have seven going on <laughs> you have seven jobs like I have four right now. oh my god <laughs> obviously some are higher commitments than the others but yeah it's just 30 minutes of my day that I know is for myself and just yeah. taking like you said that time just to slow down unwind yes and relax. People need to do more of that. Absolutely. I love that. Acknowledgements for today's episode on clean beauty and home products with Hannah Salsa, SVT, are to the Environmental Working Group, EWG.org, Breast Cancer Prevention Partners, the American Cancer Society, Branch Basics, Penn Medicine's Health and Wellness article on deodorants, www.cancer.org, www.savecosmetics.org, vdh.virginia.gov's article on styrene epidemiology, and you can find more information on the products that you are using by going to the EWG website, using the Think Dirty app or EWG's Healthy Living app, as well as following Kate Ascuri on Instagram via the Foundation blog.